Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hello there and welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, episode 22. Thanks for being here on this double deuce episode uh, this night before Halloween, one of my favorite times of the year. You got Game 7 of the World Series in front of me as I record this, Halloween tomorrow night. Uh, It's just amazing. And uh, the purpose of this show is to educate and entertain you when it comes to the world of cannabis. And remember, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. And before we go any further, uh, I got to find out uh, what's your groove, and I got to get my groove on. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Weed is awesome. This is great. This is the bee's knees. All right, so what's your groove is basically what you're grooving with as you're listening to this podcast, if in fact you are doing that. And so I want to find out what you're putting in your pipe and smoking or rolling or eating or whatever, dabbing. Let me know, what strain are you going with? What's your groove? For me today, I'm going with a little MK Ultra, a very popular indica, spicy, has karyophyllene, which is my favorite terpene. Uh, it's got uh, uh, linalool. It's a little bit of a flowery um, a, a terpene that you can uh, really enjoy. It's uh, got a, a lavender aroma. Also a pinene, which gives it a, a real piney, um, kind of a woodsy uh, sort of uh, taste. It, it's made by pretty much everybody, and uh, it will be a nice relaxing night with it. So uh, before any, uh, without any further ado... Let me get my groove on. I just can't get enough of karyophyllene. I love that terpene. I really do. And at some point, we will be asking for cannabis and, and on a mainstream basis uh, by terpenes. Some people are doing it now. Some people know about it. Uh, Some people, they don't know um, that much about it. Um, But it is something that uh, people will be doing um, on a regular basis down the road. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. It uh, It was really good, that's for sure. Okay, so on the show today... Tonight, tomorrow, whenever, uh, this morning rather, uh, whenever you're listening to this, uh, we're going to recap a nightmare on Elm Street, the meet and green event, meet and green event that took place on Monday in Edmonton. Uh, I had the podcast set up there. Uh, Lee's Bees uh, was selling some honey. Spirit Leaf was involved. It was a lot of fun. And we watched the original nightmare on Elm Street. So we'll chat with a few people that were uh, there in attendance, as well as the organizer, Brad Ward. In What's That Strain? Grape Royale from Symbol. Chris Ionson, our educator, uh, will tell us about uh, some of the pre-rolls I picked up 
uh, for what's that strain, Grape Royale. Um, an interesting, uh, different twist without a twist on how uh, Symbol does their pre-roll. So good story there. Uh, not a good story when it comes to this week in cannabis news as jobs are cut. A uh, good story about drinks coming out and new beginnings. Also a cannabis magazine uh, from OkanaganZ.com. So David Wiley will bring us the lowdown on all of that as we roll along. want to tell you about the Cannabis Character Cup. Uh, it is a 64, well, 65 character NCAA-style tournament that we started way back when. We're into the fourth round now. Uh, the last third-round matchup just took place. And it was uh, Thurgood Jenkins narrowly taking out Jay uh, from Clerks with 54% of the vote. So Thurgood moves on to the fourth round. Right now, the start of the fourth round, it's a crackerjack matchup. Two top 10 seeds locking up. The man, played by Tommy Chong from Up in Smoke, who is the number one seed, versus Carl Spackler, played by Bill Murray in Caddyshack, the number nine seed. Uh, so we are down to the Elite Eight uh, from 65, and you can vote on that at the Cannabis 101 on Twitter, and you can link up to the bracket uh, from that uh, tweet that has the matchup of the man versus Carl Spackler. So check that out. And uh, also, I want to tell you about Lobo Genetics. Before we get into everything, uh, they have a, a DNA kit that you can get 50% off by using the promo code CANNABIS101. All one word, Cannabis 101. Head to www.lobogene.com and tailor make your cannabis to fit your lifestyle. You can get your kit. It's an easy swab. Send it in and get your results and find out what cannabis strains are good for you and maybe what ones you shouldn't be using. Um, I love it. Uh, they give you recommendations. I'm a big fan of Halloween. I want to be happy, have a good time tomorrow night. They recommend Rio Bravo. A little Wabanaki for me on Halloween. All right, without further ado, let's get on with the uh, show now. Uh, the cannabis question is, what do you like to be called when it comes to cannabis? What do you like to be referred to uh, when people talk about your cannabis use? I don't really care that much uh, what people call me. You can call me a stoner. I don't care. Call me a pothead. It's not going to hurt my feelings. Um, I like to be called a cannabis consumer. And there are some people that don't like that term consumer. But for me, I don't mind it because I like to have my cannabis in different forms. And it's not always to get high. I use CBD every day. Twice a day, actually. So um, I'm more of a consumer because I'm not just a, you know, a pot smoker or a midnight toker. I am a uh, an eater. I take use oil. Um, I don't. I'm more of a consumer than I am a, just a strictly smoker. I vape flour a lot, so I'm going with uh, cannabis consumer. Let's go with that. And speaking of that, what goes well with is anything that pairs well with cannabis. I want to know what you pair well with cannabis. Hit me up on Twitter at the cannabis 101. Uh, for me, it's Halloween. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm going to be out to scare a bunch of kids at the Moganuck Manor of Mayhem in uh, the Rutherford area of Edmonton. And, uh, uh, you know, my costume, or my character, uh, I think he will be taking some bong rips uh, during the night. So I'm looking forward to that. Halloween goes well uh, with cannabis. And if you're in the downtown area, check out Legendary Barbershop, 117th Avenue, 
or 117th Street and Jasper Avenue, rather. Ask for Morgan. It's my niece. She'll hook you up. And they love talking cannabis at uh, Legendary Barbershop. All right, so last night, or Monday night, rather, I was at a uh, meet and green event in Edmonton. It was a free showing of a nightmare on Elm Street. And in just a few seconds, uh, you will meet one of the attendees, Joseph Glenn, who talked to us before the movie. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. What is it that brought you down here? Is it uh, the connection with the cannabis enthusiasts or the fact that it's a free movie near Halloween to watch A Nightmare on Elm Street? It's an intriguing event, I think. Uh, you know, both, uh, both aspects of it, actually, I think, drew me here. Uh, number one, great movie, man. <laughs> Incredible movie. Uh, and also an opportunity to, uh, to meet some, some like-minded individuals and uh, have a few, uh, you know, side conversations and, and of course, uh, enjoy a great film. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people have been popping out to the parking lot. Uh, maybe there'll be like a giant uh, uh, joint circle at the uh, end of the night as the credits roll up. Of course, we're not uh, smoking in this movie theater. We're going outside to make sure we do that. Um, it's right. an interesting movie, Nightmare on Elm Street. I was always a Friday the 13th, and I'm conflicted. I wore a, a Camp Crystal Lake t-shirt to a Freddy Krueger movie. Is that like wearing like an Oilers jersey to a Flames-Jets game or something like that? That is the equivalent, I would say. Yeah. Plus, I noticed you got the Freddy Krueger claw I do have a Freddy Krueger, the hand, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I'm actually just completely confused at the moment. But yeah. I think, uh, hey, you're a horror fan, obviously. That's right, yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. This is a great series, Nightmare on Elm Street. The first one is the best one, as they usually are, although... I think the Friday the 13th, the first one wasn't the best one, but the first one for Freddy Krueger or Nightmare on Elm Street was the best for me because he got into like a bit of a stand-up comedian as the series went. The first one was damn right scary. Yeah, no, I agree. It was dark. Um, he was more mysterious. He was, you know, the, the lighting was such that you you couldn't really make out his face completely for the most part. Uh, he seemed just nuts. Like the opening scene is cool where he's putting his... <laughs> yeah. uh, those whatever they are blade hand yeah blade fingers, fingers together yeah together and once i saw that scene i was just like oh my this is <laughs> this guy is clearly a psychopath and then the the whole the theory behind it about the dreaming and right. you know the, i mean it's just a clever clever movie and yeah you're right freaky uh and yeah it did get kind of goofy later yeah. on they're fun still yeah, good but yeah but not as i wouldn't say they scared me right you know uh but this one scared me yeah, yeah. how about uh, i i I'd imagine uh, you weren't smoking a joint watching A Nightmare on Elm Street as a kid. Um, but uh, what do you think combining cannabis and A Nightmare on Elm Street will be like tonight? I'm, I don't know. I think it's going to be, it might bring me back to that, um, that, that when I first saw it, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, it might recess me to the point where it's, uh, yeah, it, it just gets that freakiness back to yeah. it. Uh, you know, having seen it and you see it as an adult or, or you know, it's always different, right? Yeah. You've kind of had more life experience and it, it weighs in on your your reaction to the movie. But 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, cu I'm curious. And you know, what's cool is I've never seen it on a big screen. So right, the right. combination of that, the cannabis, the uh, seeing it on a big screen. It's close to Halloween. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. It's kind of a cool, eerie night here in Edmonton. Yeah. yeah. Do you have to walk home anywhere uh, through graveyards or anything like that after this movie? <laughs> I strategically placed my vehicle in a... <laughs> in an area where, no, I will not have to it's do It's safe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't have to do any graveyards. I did a little Google search before, and yeah, there's no graveyards anywhere near the area. All right. Thanks very much for yeah. joining us. Enjoy the show, and uh, thanks for coming out to this meet and green event, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Awesome. Thanks. What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. Always glad to speak with David Wiley from OkanaganZ.com slash OZ for this week in Cannabis News. Uh, David, uh, I'm excited about uh, the stories we're talking about today, particularly your magazine uh, that we'll get to in a second. But uh, how are you on this fine Wednesday afternoon? Uh, hello, hello. Always good to speak with you too. The, the, what, what can I say? The sun is shining. It's, uh, it's a good day. Every day you got to look to see what is good and embrace it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, unfortunately, um, there is bad news in the cannabis industry as we are just past a year and jobs are being cut across the country. And, and particularly when you look at Hexocorp, 200 jobs and not mm. just frontline workers, uh, executives as, as well as, um, you know, cannabis companies not meeting their massive projections is is costing people literally their jobs. This is becoming a bit of a trend here. Uh, Hexo, in their case, they're, they're saying that these layoffs are necessary for their long-term stability. Um, those who are watching the industry see that the companies are not necessarily meeting their profit projections. Uh, the you know, investments are down. Uh, sales are not uh, quite what people hope that they would be. And yeah, that's that's having real tangible issues right now when it comes to employment. And Hexo being one of Canada's largest cannabis companies too, as of last May, they actually had more than a thousand employees across offices uh, in uh, Gatineau, which is in Quebec, just uh, across the border from Ottawa. Uh, they also have facilities in Belleville, Montreal, Niagara, and Brantford. And you know, these these cuts uh, are going to include people. Uh, seemingly across all those different places. And one of the challenges that Hexo is facing, being a Quebec-based company, is that Quebec is not necessarily embracing cannabis as an industry. Uh, just, uh, just yesterday, they announced that they were going to be raising uh, the age of consumption up to 21 years old. They're talking about banning uh, different types of edibles. And, you know, these decisions, have an impact on companies that are operating within Quebec, just like decisions made by other provinces are having impacts on those companies also. So it really comes down to uh, provinces being business friendly. And in this case, Quebec is clearly showing that it's not. And, you know, here, here are the fruits of that. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate because, uh, as you mentioned, um, there are at one point over a thousand employees and, you know, they, they, you know, bought up some other companies and um, their, their projections uh, were $26 million in sales uh, for the quarter that ended July 31st. And that was cut by about 40%. So I, you know, I, I hope it rebounds. Like I say to a lot of people, cannabis 
is a long game, and uh, the people that are willing to put in the long time, the long amount of time it takes, and and not looking at getting rich in one year, are, are going to benefit. And you know, hopefully Hexo can can weather this uh, this storm, and and we don't see this. I just. I just get worried that, uh, you know, just over a year and there's this uh, cutting of jobs uh, at, at various places. It, it is certainly concerning, isn't it, David? It, it certainly is. And the numbers tell quite a story. You're talking about you know, the sales that they expected and having to cut those. Let's look at uh, other numbers here. You've got only 24 cannabis stores that are operating in Ontario and only 22 retail cannabis stores operating in Quebec. Wow. And if you don't find a way to get these products into the hands of people who want them, then they will continually turn to the black market. Yeah, it's it's uh, exactly what's going to happen. If you don't make things available for people, then what do you expect them to do? Uh, okay, um, we talked uh, a while back when uh, Bruce Linton uh, ceremoniously uh, or unceremoniously, uh, depending on who you <laughs> talk to, uh, left a pretty big cannabis company and uh, Supreme Cannabis announced that uh, their uh, chief advocacy officer, John Fowler, is, uh, they, they are parting ways. Um, this doesn't sound like it was uh, like Bruce Linton, or I'm not sure. What, what are you seeing in this story? It, it seems that, uh, that John Fowler may have plans of his own to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't, there doesn't seem to be any bad blood. People uh, on social media are, are wishing, um, you know, Mr. Fowler, good luck in his next endeavors, whatever they may be. Uh, I've I've had a few back and forth with him on social media, and I've found him to be great, which is generally, uh, you know, the sentiment out there was that he is uh, he's a cannabis OG, a pioneer, passionate right. advocate. Uh, you know, and he knows his stuff. And for those who who may not connect the dots with Supreme Cannabis, they are behind one of well, two of really. Uh, the highest quality cannabis brands out there. One of my favorites, Seven Acres, which uh, has never disappointed me. Uh, and another one that gets a lot of love online, Blisco. And his his passion in the product has always come through uh, from, from his social media and from the way that he speaks about it. So Supreme Cannabis, my concern is what's going to happen to these awesome brands. You can only hope that they're going to continue to to, to just knock it out of the park as they have. And uh, yeah, absolutely, you know, wishing wishing him the best in what he does next. Yeah, and I can't wait to see what he does next, but uh, it, because it seems like everything, uh, not to say he has the Midas touch, but, uh, you know, the things he gets involved <laughs> with uh, really seem to, to turn out well. Uh, you know, I love the slogan of uh, Seven Acres of respect the plant, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what he does. Uh, that's his mindset. So yeah, I, I think... Hopefully he left enough of a legacy with Supreme for so they can keep going in the direction. And, and I really look forward to seeing what's next for him and in, in whatever, you know, because this is not the same as, uh, you know, we, we've seen in the past where, you know, Bruce Linton uh, left a strip as he uh, as he left uh, the company. And, and, and it looks like John is excited about the, the next chapter. And I think we all should be. I think so, too. Uh, wherever he goes, I hope that he brings that belief in you know, cultivating high-end cannabis. That's what we want to see on the market, the good stuff. Yeah, you betcha. All right, uh, uh, story number three, and uh, we're all anxious to see what season two, when it's going to begin officially with uh, edibles, drinks, um, you know, uh, 
distillates, whatever it might be that you're uh, excited about. Uh, but Canopy Growth is starting to uh, reveal exactly what they will have available. Um, it, it's uh, it's starting to feel like we will soon be able to go into a store and get a chocolate or a drink. Uh, doesn't it seem that way, David? Uh, now you have that starting to feel a lot like Christmas right, going through yeah. my head. <laughs> because that's, that's hopefully the timeline of when we will see some of these products and we'll have them in our hands and actually be able to to talk about them, uh, having tried them. Canopy, Canopy Growth has shown off uh, its first 16 products, and among them are uh, their much-anticipated drink offerings, some of them anyway. You know, they are backed by Constellation Brands, which is known for its, uh, for its beverage offerings. So it seems like Canopy is uh, has a, a bit of an a easy entrance that way. Uh, a couple of those those products that they're revealing are from their houseplant brand. So that's backed by uh, actor Seth Rogen out of Vancouver. And so just to give you an idea of what they've revealed, one one is a lemon flavored one, and one is a grapefruit flavored one. Um, most of these drinks seem to have about 2.5 milligrams of THC. They have another stronger one that's a 10 milligram drink, uh, and they're dubbing that deep space. But the, as far as the feeling over the 2.5 milligram, I know that there's a lot of people out there that take a look across the border at the U.S. market. And they see the the very high THC offerings that are there. Uh, Canada, with its Health Canada regulations, is going in a different direction. And uh, mixed among a bit of the hate about not having um, higher THC offerings, there is a sentiment that 2.5 milligrams is uh, is a good place to start. People can have more than one of these drinks. You know, you could almost like having a few beers at a bar. Um, there's the idea that yeah, we you, you know not everyone has a veteran tolerance, so it's uh, it's good to be to, to have some of these lower uh, THC offerings, and that's what we're seeing from Canopy. I imagine uh, that that's what we're going to start to see from other from other producers as well, other companies as well, um, that there will be, uh, you know, the higher the higher end. That's a 10 milligram drink. Apparently, it's supposed to be mixed with other non-alcoholic drinks, so you can throw it in your tonic water or whatnot. Um, they also have chocolates that they're producing. They they're working with a smaller uh, company called Hummingbird Chocolate. I think that that's pretty cool. That we see this this marriage between cannabis producers. And smaller companies that can do some of those craft chocolates, uh, craft edibles. I, I just think that's that's really cool to see to see those companies mix, and uh, really interesting to see what's going to come from that. So it's an exciting time as we're we're watching what's going to uh, to be coming out of this season too. Yeah, I, I really like that they have um, also you know those ready to drink. Uh, I think it's like Tweed branded. Uh, formats, you know, tonic water, soda water, ginger ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm I'm loving the soda water. I grab some uh, lemon and lime, throw it in there, and you got a really refreshing drink. And you're, you know, going to get uh, you know 2.5 milligrams of uh, THC. I think that's a great idea. You know, not everybody wants to just drink one giant drink and get high. Maybe if you're going to a party, you <laughs> yeah. can have, like you said, three or four throughout the night and still get like a nice steady, mellow, high. I I think that's a great idea, especially for people that are going to start using cannabis because they don't have to smoke anything now. They can drink and eat Mm -hmm. it. 
it would be uh, bad news bears if, uh, you know, the beginners were grabbing the 10 milligram drink and slamming that. Well, we've seen the consequences. There was a story a while back about um, someone who'd taken, uh, was, was sucking on a lollipop that I think it had about 90 milligrams of THC in it and uh, had a heart attack. Yeah. So, you know, there, there are potential consequences for people that are inexperienced. Um, I'm, I'm really stoked for these new products. I think it's, I think it's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be an, an interesting time to try some of the stuff that's happening. It's still uh, a lot says that it's actually a $2.7 billion sector um, with edibles accounting for $1.6 billion. Uh, and drinks about five hundred twenty-nine million. So it's 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 definitely big business. Uh, the the uh, the negative part of me might think that they're overshooting a little bit on those projections because they did wildly overshoot yes. uh, on previous projections. Um, but you know, either way that you slice it, is it's big. It's big industry, and people are very excited to see what comes out of it. Awesome stuff. You know what I'm excited about is uh, you have uh, okanaganz.com slash OZ where you can get all the great uh, news stories. You can sign up to your newsletter uh, that comes out through email at okanaganz.com and now you have a magazine coming out. Uh, I'm I'm really loving the uh, progression here and can't wait to get my hands on it. Tell us about the magazine, uh, you know, what it's going to be about, when does it come out, where can people find it? Thanks. Yeah, I'm uh, frantically putting the final touches on the, the first edition. I'm a print journalist myself, so my vision was always to get into something print. I just love the touch and feel, what can I say? The, the way that I grew up and too many years of opening newspapers and getting ink on my hands. Um, so the, the first magazine, I was hoping to have it out this week, but, you know, apparently magazines are a lot of work. I should have known <laughs> that. And uh, looking more at next week. It's going to be quarterly, so this is going to be fall 2019, uh, and then winter 2020 will be the next, and so forth and so on. Um, I'm excited to to have uh, to have some information on your podcast in there, so that's pretty cool. And hopefully, we can continue to get more people listening to your show, um, which of course I'm a huge fan of. Thank and you. As, as for the magazine, I I mean, there's been a nice depth of content to pull from. Uh, having done these newsletters and uh, and web stories over the last year, so it's kind of a best of to start off with, and uh, we'll continue to uh, to plug away at what's current and what's happening. Uh, as far as getting hold of it, if you subscribe to the email, then uh, you'll have access to free a free digital version, uh, and there's going to be a limited print on the the first few, but uh, definitely if you're interested in getting a print copy, you reach out to me. And I'm uh, happy to ship. Uh, I'm looking forward to that so much. And uh, I love that uh, uh, you'll be able to, uh, you know, spread the good news and information about, uh, you know, the and, and the, the, the good and bad news about the industry. Now, you're not sugarcoating uh, things at all, but uh, spreading the good news about this uh, cannabis plant is uh, what we're all striving to do. And I, uh, I look forward to uh, reading the magazine in hand. So I will be uh, reaching out to get a, a hard copy of that. I'm looking forward to that, uh, David, and uh, looking forward to talk to you again next week. Thanks very much for joining us on This Week in Cannabis News. Uh, thank you, sir. All right, there's David Wiley, of course, from okanaganz.com slash OZ. You can check out the latest stories. 
get the newsletter, and soon get your hands on a hard copy magazine. And uh, also, speaking of contests, uh, we have one going here at the Cannabis 101 podcast. It is our 420 followers contest. It's simple. All you have to do is follow us on Twitter at the Cannabis 101. Uh, we are getting close and cl- or closer and closer uh, to getting there. We're about 80 followers away. Once we hit 420, everybody who is following us will go into a draw and you will receive a Cannabis 101 podcast prize package. So follow us at the Cannabis 101. Tell your friends and boom, you could be in the mix uh, to win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize package. All right, we're going to speak to a gentleman named Keegan in just a couple of seconds, who was also in attendance for Monday's Meet and Green, A Nightmare on Elm Street. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Combining cannabis and horror movies, you think that's a good uh, think that's a good plan? Well, I I think just doing this in uh, general, doing movies and stuff like that, I think it's a great idea for having coming stoners come together and just watch a couple movies. For me personally, I can't really watch movie horror movies high because it kind of <laughs> trips me out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. trips me out a little bit. Um, I just, I, I usually I'll accidentally do it. Like I'll be just strolling through Netflix, just blazed out of my mind. Right. And, uh, did it twice. Actually, I did it with uh, End of Watch. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. One? That one that kind of spooked me quite a bit actually. And cause it's just super gory and stuff like that. My mind was just, and I also like, I live in the ghetto too. I was like, is this happening outside my house right now? <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Uh, the cannabis computer community is very new, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it, it's things like this that build it up, don't you think? Oh, 100%. I think this, like, as long as we can kill the stigma around it, right. I think it can really take off. And maybe if, like, Canada opens up to advertisements for different mm-hmm. strands, like how, and I think that'd be a phenomenal way to get it really going and off the ground and get people to start thinking about, is this a better choice than cigarettes or alcohol and stuff like that? And the community that is around cannabis, they're all, we're all friendly people. Like right. there's never, I never really meet a violent stoner. Yeah, isn't that the, isn't the greatest thing? Yeah. What, what is it that attracts you to cannabis? What do you, what do you, what do you like about it? What do you get from it? It makes food taste better. It makes going to sleep a lot easier. Yeah. I take a couple hits and I'm conked, zoinked, whatever you want to call it. And, um, it's just really just helps me really get a grip. So you think. This is a good start. These events should continue. And you know, what would you what would you tell a person that was uh, maybe somebody that was thinking about attending something like this? I say go for it, man. This it's a free movie. We can't really go wrong. Yeah. I know downtown's son of a gun to get to, but and park down here. But it's like it's a free movie. You're around your own kind, if you want to like right? f- lack of better words. Like minded people. Like like minded people that. Uh, really you know are on the same vibe you got a joint uh no not on me man (laughs) it'd be a lot cooler if you did 
time now for cannabis characters. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Celebrating the best from fictional 420 film. Hey, I am your stoner. <laughs> and beyond. Be careful with that, man. Uh, is it heavy stuff, man? <laughs> All right, that was Keegan that we were chatting with at the meet and green event from Monday. Uh, we'll get uh, to a conversation with Brad Ward, the organizer, in just a few seconds. But our cannabis character today, and uh, it's a, a, a Halloween sort of theme with uh, tomorrow, uh, depending on when you're listening to this being Halloween. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, from Friday the 13th, part three, uh, some minor characters, Chuck and Chili. Um, some... Uh, uh, characters uh, that were uh, definitely um, of the uh, stoner um, variety, uh, you might say. Uh, I don't even know. I, I tried to uh, find out who these people were. And, oh, I did. I do have it here. Uh, David Cadams and Rachel Howard. Chuck and Chili from Friday the 13th, part three. A pair of stoners who are a couple. And uh, you first meet them, a bunch of uh, them and their friends are heading up to a lake for the weekend, and all of a sudden there's uh, something wrong with the van with smoke billowing out of it. Hey, the van's on fire! So if you uh, couldn't tell, they were smoking a bong in the back of the van, and uh, smoke was billow or uh, exhale was billing out uh, smoke, everything like that. So uh, the uh, the peeps are on their way to the lake, and uh, what else are Chuck and Chili, the local stoners, going to do but spark up? Is that all you two are going to do this weekend? Smoke dope? Why not, man? Is there a law against it? <laughs> there are better things to do with your life. Like what? I can't think of anything. I gotta hand it to that chili. I think uh, she's right. Uh, she can't. Uh, there are. Uh, she can't think of anything better to do with her life than uh, than get high. And uh, I kind of like the way she thinks a little bit. Uh, but anyway, uh, as the weekend goes on, or the days, I think they're only there for one day. Uh, Chuck, like a true stoner, has to go to the bathroom and take care of business. It's an outhouse, and he takes a joint with him um, just to, I guess, pass the time. Heavy shit. Who's there? Shelly, if this is another one of your tricks. Between you and Shelly, I'm lucky I haven't had a heart attack already. All right, so that was Chili who came out to check on Chuck and uh, almost gave him a heart attack. I won't say if or how they die, but not many survive a Friday the 13th movie. 
even if they do have the power of the herb. So that is our cannabis characters today, Chuck and Chili from Friday the 13th, part three. Uh, and I just want to remind you about our YouTube channel, the Cannabis 101 Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, we do product reviews. We have giveaways. Uh, we've got some cool funky art um, produced up there. So check it out, uh, the Cannabis 101 Podcast YouTube channel, and watch for our reviews. Uh, starting shortly, uh, I think we're going to have at least uh, one to two products to give away a month uh, with our product reviews on the Cannabis 101 Podcast YouTube channel. All right, uh, time now to check in with the man who organized things on Monday night, Brad Ward, in just a couple of seconds from Meat and Green uh, for the free showing of A Nightmare on Elm Street. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Joined now by Brad Ward, the organizer of Meet and Green and, and tonight's event. Um, you know, my favorite thing about tonight is just hearing people chuckle uh, throughout the movie. Because yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street is one of those movies. I I find Freddy Krueger tries to be too much of a comedian and, and not enough of a serial killer. And, uh, you know, but anyway, that's my horror I critique. I think you could be both. Yeah, you, you can. But you never see Jason Voorhees crack a joke, right? Like, this, no. just, he just gets down to business. No, he's focused. <laughs> he's focused. But, he's... Uh, but I found that awesome. It was a good movie to pick. Um, you know, you get around, um, you know, people that have smoked a joint, they have the giggles, Freddy's cracking jokes while these, and you know, it's an old movie too. Mm -hmm. So, the, but, uh, I, that was kind of one of my favorite things about tonight is the, the chuckling going on and, uh, you know, people are here because they're fans of cannabis and fans of horror movie and they want to meet other people. I think that was mission accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I was very pleased. I had initially had some concerns of that people would use in the theater. They'd make a mess mm -hmm. and all these things that the theater would later sue me for, uh, and none of them happened, so that's wonderful. Um, so it was overall a very good night. People were amazing. They were friendly on the way in. They went out and they smoked together, and they had great conversations in the parking lot. Um, so I, I want to do more. You know, here's a stone, uh, stoners or cannabis users, whatever you want to call us, are very, I find, respectful people. Uh, I'll tell you, when, when I went out and I uh, smoked a joint earlier, I found a lot of cigarette butts on the ground. Yes, I saw this. I didn't see any um, marijuana joint yeah. remnants at all. Yeah. Marijuana, cannabis users are respectful. You know, yeah. it, it, no offense to people that smoke cigarettes. That's fine if they want to do it. But clean up after yourself. Yeah. You do not see a lot of joint remnants no. around downtown it's a lot of cigarette butts and i think that was you know i i know that's a concern um because you know there's a bad apple in every group but i think cannabis users are, are a lot more respectful and i think what you said at the beginning of the movie is important is that everybody's watching and there's a lot of people that want us to screw up oh yeah more than want than want right. to succeed but i have found the cannabis user um, now now into year two of legalization is a pretty respectful lot Oh, of course. I, I, you know, some, some people I've met through Meet and Green say they're like, oh, you're, you're too pessimistic and 
you think of the worst of people, but I'm an insurance. You have to. That's, I'm all, right. that's all that's I right. do. That's I've been right. in insurance for 10 years. I only think of the worst case scenarios, right? right? Like in my head, I was thinking what will happen if they tear up the, sh the seats with knives? Like, <laughs> things that would, like, like it, that would happen in the 80s movie, The Warriors. That's right. You warriors are good. Real good. The best. Right? Yeah. Like that's how I like these rival factions in the theaters. And then, uh, but you have to just go, well, you know, not, not, I've never heard of this ever happening. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of cannabis users just going nuts, right? And uh, hopefully it all works out, and yeah. it did. It only happens that way in the movie Reefer Madness, where yeah. they where they reenact. Like that would be actually a funny yeah. movie to show at some point because yeah. everybody could laugh at the ridiculousness of it, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. It is. It was. Uh, I did consider it for the first movie, but with because originally our goal was to make the start in September. Sure. Yeah. And then as uh, some things, uh, when one theater said we don't want to work with you because you're cannabis related. Um, which what? is really unfortunate. It was shocking, shocking. Like in the like, area of town, I don't want to give it away because yeah. they have a business to run and sure, I respect yeah, yeah, the yeah. fact they own the business, they can make their own decisions. But if you knew which theater, you would be shocked yeah. that they weren't just kissing my ass to come. Like right. I was like, oh, they're gonna love me. And they wouldn't even, I had like get the phone numbers for the owners through the staff. I had to lie to them to get it. and. So, yeah, like, uh, the, you know, it's interesting. There are theaters that sell alcohol in it. Yeah. But yet a theater doesn't want to do business with anybody involved with cannabis. Yeah. Even though you wouldn't be consuming cannabis here. So that's yeah. unfortunate. But it is events like this, Brad, that, as you say, beat down that stigma. And we get one cl step closer to, um, you know, maybe being able to go to a movie theater, an adults-only movie theater, and getting an edible or something like mm -hmm. that. I, I, I'm not expecting movie theaters to allow us to smoke. Like, in the movie, she's lighting up a cigarette in a hospital. Yeah. Times have <laughs> changed. I'm not expecting yeah. us to yeah. be able to smoke in here, but the event was good. Um, I think this is, you know, we were at the first event at the Pint, mm -hmm. and you've had some smaller uh, private events. Mm -hmm. uh, and now this one, you know, are you feeling this, you know, gaining momentum i i've met people like you're here and when i thought of doing this event i wanted to invite you because i enjoyed our conversations right and i wanted it to trickle down like oh i'm gonna have some success with this i want the people i've met and the friends i've made to have success too and that's why i started this was to make friends because i knew no one no one in edmonton right and i definitely know no one who smokes cannabis so i was like i want some friends who actually don't treat me like a piece of shit for using cannabis. Right, yeah. Right, look, like, who just get it. Um, and that mission was already accomplished a while ago. So everything else is just fun. I, I work a very boring job, right? Mm -hmm. Insurance is dry, and I'll never stop saying that. Um, it's a dry job, and I'm a creative person, and I love the outlet. So it's different groups every time. It's different people. You don't see the same faces, but every event has been different. So, no, I shouldn't say that. Uh, we do, Sukrit who was at the first event was here tonight. Oh, that's good. Her and her husband, John, came oh, tonight. That's awesome. So yeah. you're getting some So we, But we've become yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. We've that's become right. friends through Facebook and we chat all the time, right? So it's one of those things that like, I think it's gonna take time, but sure. I, I have nothing but time. So yeah. it's okay. Uh, Lee was selling some honey here tonight. That was awesome. He was at the first uh, yeah. meet and green. Yeah. Uh, you also had Spirit Leaf involved. People could go in and get their tickets at yeah. Spirit Leaf. Uh, I know um, 
I think every ticket got out. I, I was in Spirit Leaf St. Albert the other day, and they had like a couple of left. That was it, and that yeah. was before this. Great to see a cannabis company, and you mentioned they kind of reached out to you. Yeah. A progressive cannabis company yeah. that wants to get involved in something because their regulations are so strict. Yeah. Um, you know, that could be just the floodgates opening, right? And and they, they te- dip their toes in. I'm sure you have bigger plans for something Total, like this. Yeah, it's they're so big that... If I shared them, you would you would go be like, okay, we need to call him an ambulance. Like meet this and green guy, fest uh, where we oh, have six hundred thousand people. Keep, bigger, <laughs> bigger. I think I think the key to social change is to get cannabis users together and get more people using cannabis. Sure. If once again, I always say the statistic of fifteen percent of Canadians use cannabis regularly. It could be higher, it could be lower, but that's what I have based sure. off the data I've seen. Um, 85% of people drink. If you switch those numbers around, you would have more people give a shit about the environment. You'd have more people be nicer to each other, less domestic fights. It would just be an overall better world we live in. All right, so what in in the immediate future do you think is next for Meet and Green? I really, anything? Like, I, I, really I love the music a, idea. I, I really want to do idea. a Beatles night or like to Pink pick Floyd some, or something. Some artists where people, you say, bring your lawn chairs, yeah. fully catered where it's free food, rent a hall. Um, smoke so, in it. What's that? Hopefully be able to smoke. I don't think, I will never hold it hope for that. Like that's. There are places you can. There are places you can rent out private halls. Private, I did. I, would I will let know. you know. I would love to know more. I will about let these you know. Yeah, because that would make this a lot easier. Yeah, I think that'd be good. You know, like you know, Pink Floyd. You could put on hours and hours of get great a light trippy show music, going on. right? Get a light show, fog machine, Something, yeah. and just where you can come and veg for hours. No, yeah. no tables. People just bring lawn chairs, Bean and they sit chairs, and they and walk they... around and they just talk and they socialize, and that's it. All right. Because I look forward to that. Yeah, that's that's the next vision. All right, Brad. This is a good success. I Thank liked you. it. I had a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, and I look forward to the next one. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. What's that strain? Let's find out with Chris Ionson, Nova Cannabis store manager and educator. Another edition of What's That Strain? Chris Ionson, our educator and the manager of the off-white location of Nova Cannabis, joining me in studio. Thanks, as always, for coming out, Chris. Yeah, it's great to be here, Dean. Thanks All right, for having me. Uh, I feel... Uh I feel a little bit regal tonight as uh, we are doing Grape Royale, a indica dominant hybrid. Uh, I should have pulled out an LA Kings jersey or something like that, but uh, <laughs> uh, this is a, a, a cool strain from Symbol, uh, the LP, uh, which is under a, a broader umbrella. Tell us a little bit about Symbol. Yeah, definitely. So Symbol is the recreational cannabis brand uh, under Emblem Cannabis. Uh, Emblem has been a medicinal provider uh, within Canada for quite a few years. Um, and so Symbol is their, their rec line and um, they've got a lot of really nice strains uh, to their collection. And uh, they're actually out of Paris, Ontario. They've got their facility there. And um, recently, actually in December of 2018, um, Alifia Health acquired them uh, in, a, in a big kind of acquisition, $173 million, So yeah. not a small chunk of change there. But Yeah. Uh, and and I, I really love how 
um, emblem, um, Alifia symbol. Um, you know, symbol is the rec line that they have, uh, but they really kind of do, uh, you know, feed themselves. Their, their whole process, um, they have a piece of a little bit of everything to, you know, where they're getting their cannabis from, where it's going, etc. They really have a good process, a good setup. Yeah, they do. Uh, especially uh, once the Alifia acquisition kind of came into play. So, th so they've got a bunch of uh, cannabis clinics, and these are uh, medicinal clinics. Medicinal, yeah. Uh, there is uh, 22 locations across Canada. They they serve over 50,000 patients. Wow. Um, so I think the kind of the the merging of you know the clinics uh, with the recreational LP and the medicinal kind of LP as mm -hmm. well. Uh, all three together. A lot of cannabis companies are doing this where they're, you know. Well, it's a, smart. Yeah, it makes sense to just all have it all in the family. You grow it and then you distribute it to your clinics and um, there you go. You're, you're, you know, instead of um, buying milk from the store, you have your milk at home and, and you know, it's kind of a, a great setup that, uh, you know, they, they feed each of their own process and they also have 5% of uh, fire and flour that they acquired for two and a half million dollars. So yeah, interesting to have um, a lot of action in a lot of the different parts of, you know, seed to sale, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely a smart play by them. Yeah. I, I feel like why wouldn't you want to diversify and kind of have your uh, paws and every, every, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you grow your, you grow the weed and you say you put, put, give it out to your clinics. Uh, and then you, you, you go from there. Um, they also have a cool education service uh, with Emblem. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's called uh, Grow Wise Health Limited. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, it's education service people that want to learn more about cannabis, want to, uh, if you've got questions about, you know, getting into medicinal, mm -hmm. um, a lot of good uh, resources on their website uh, and, and kind of a link to where clinics might be nearby you. Right. Re good recommendations for that. Um, okay. So uh, that's really cool. We mentioned April 2018, they bought 5% of Fire and Flower. December 2016, uh, you know, quite a few years before, well, a few couple of years anyway, yeah. before legalization, they had a big moment as well with this company. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, the emblem went public on the TSX uh, way back then. So like, I not way back, but I just, it feels like years and years it, ago. It, though, it, it, it's more than two years, yeah. uh, or I guess uh, a little bit under two years of legalization. So it, it does feel like a long, man, uh, anything before legalization feels like a long time ago because it's been <laughs> such a busy year, right? It yeah. feels like a, a long time, but it, it just kind of shows you that, you know, they saw big things coming and so did a lot of people when they're, they're going public on the, uh, the TSX. Okay, the history, uh, when we look at uh, Grape Royale, um, it's Royal Purple Kush, and we see that a lot is the original name and then it's uh, changed to uh, something else uh, yeah. you know Rio Bravo one of my favorites Wabanaki so tell us about Royal Purple Kush and the lineage of Grape Royale yeah for sure um so uh, Royal Pur Purple Kush or RPK mm -hmm. as, it, as it's called um has some pretty pretty cool genetics uh, it's uh Two indicas crossed. Uh, the mother is uh, black Afghani. Okay. And the uh, father is the Bubba Kush. Okay. And both, you said, are uh, fairly indica dominant strains. Yeah, that's right. They both are. Yeah. This is, a, I, th I think it was like a 80-20 almost, but there is some... Um, um, sativa in the lineage a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah, if you break it down, there definitely is yeah. uh, some sativa down down in there for sure. It's not, okay. a, not a straight indica. Um, 
Actually, yeah, I just want to share a little a little story sure. I've got about R- RPK. Yeah. Uh, so once legalization happened, um, the first uh, like legal homegrown cannabis that I was gifted by by a person like uh, after legalization was right. was RPK. Nice. Uh, by one of my uh, one of my good friends. So uh, it's just an awesome strain. He did a great job growing it. So I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Dunlevy. Yeah. Well, and you know that's a. Uh um, kind of a milestone moment, right? Like the first legal, legally grown cannabis you smoked was this strain. Yeah, you know, RPK. The first strain I brought was Rio Bravo and you know, yeah. whatever. I was a John Wayne fan, but it's uh, it's those things that kind of stick with you. Um, that's it's like, oh yeah, this is whenever I have this, brings back that memory. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right. Uh, if you want to find more about uh, this strain and um, the company in general, symbol.ca and Keep in mind, it's S-Y-M-B-L dot C-A. Uh, so similar how Burnt, um, yeah, no, you know, no vowels. No vowels. No vowels. They're, they're, they're from the No Vowels Club. Not, it's not the No Homers Club from The Simpsons. <laughs> it's the No Vowels Club. Uh, so symbol.ca, S-Y-M-B-L dot C-A. Um, cool little, uh, um, I guess, bonus on their website uh, the interface uh, as you move the mouse around it uh, yeah, kind of imprints into the into the pattern and yeah. Uh, yeah so they got some good information there um they're not the most um you know some lps are boisterous and you know right out there and, and not to say that symbol is but they're not the most uh, they're a little bit secretive almost i would say yeah, I, I feel like they don't, uh, you know, share a lot of information right. about, you know, the company itself, whereas some LPs would be like, oh, this is our CEO, CFO, COO. Right. Here's uh, our, you know, the guy pushing the brooms. Like, That's uh, right. I, you know, in my in my research, trying to find out a little bit more about, you know, symbol and emblem. Right. Uh, not a lot out there. Uh, Sometimes different, different strain, uh, different strokes for different folks yeah. and strains and brands and LPs and. Um, you know, somehow really outgoing uh, CEOs that also uh, are the janitors. And what uh, uh, was the 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 one uh, the CEO on the website we were on where it was like uh, CEO and broom pusher uh, head uh, head janitor <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that was uh, at uh, Boaz. That's right, Boaz. So yeah. uh, some are a little bit more than that, uh, but you could check out a lot of good information at symbol.ca. S Y M B L. dot C A. Uh, okay, when we talk about THC. Um, and there's less than zero CBD, but this package that I picked up, uh, it's a four pack pre-roll half grams. And on here, it says THC total 79 milligrams. Yeah. That could be confusing. Yeah. And it is confusing for me. So let's break down uh, because I have picked up pre-rolls before and somebody would say, Oh, it's the THC. And I'd look on it and I'd be like, I don't know. It doesn't say so. Can you explain how this works? And then we'll explain how it works for if they were full gram joints as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's the milligrams per unit. Um, and that would be based on if it was one gram. Um, that's kind of how the percent, where the percentages comes from. So uh, we've got a half gram joint there. Um, so what I do for my conversion is I take that 79, I uh, multiply it by two right, uh, to kind of get us into the full gram kind of area and so the number i get is 158 uh, and then i move the decimal point over so 15.8 percent thc in these four half gram joints and if you are uh, have full gram joints it would be into yeah. the uh, half of that right yeah well yeah for sure so like for example if you get um, a one gram joint of like lbs sunset right uh that regularly comes in at 23 percent um 
you get a one gram joint of it, the content will be 230 milligrams of THC mm-hmm. for the unit. And all you do is you move that decimal point over 23. Okay, so there we go. Uh, so this that we have 15.8%. Uh, and that is, um, um, I, you know, I've, I've seen this strain in the in the 20s mm-hmm. um, as well, but this is definitely not a, a starter strain. Nope. And this is almost a, uh, um, like a, an experienced intermediate strain. Uh, it's like kind of at the low end of the next level, almost a yeah. high second level strain. Yeah, that's well well put, Dean. I yeah. like that, yeah. You know, not for beginners. It's not for beginners. Uh, it, it definitely is not. Uh, so you should, uh, you know, st- you know, put this on your list of uh, strains you want to get to if you're new to cannabis or if you are, um, you know, have been using for uh, and you think you're fairly experienced and you do want to take a step up, this would be the one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's also a tasty strain mm-hmm. too, man. I, I love the grape uh, or the perps. Any, anything mm-hmm. with the grape or the purple always uh, has that kind of hints of berry to yeah. it. Um, yeah, the grape royal is nice if you're uh, an experienced or an intermediate smoker. Uh yeah, give it a shot. Okay, so 15.8% on this uh, pre-roll package that we have here. And when we talk about uh, what is in a name, um, this is called Grape Royale. Um, it's originally called Royal Purple Kush. It's not hard to figure out why it's called Grape Royale. It's a, a, a nod uh, to the original name. That's, mm-hmm. It's pretty uh, simple uh, uh, explanation for why it's called uh, Grape Royale. Yeah, yeah, you, you got it there. Uh, I think, too, um, with the buds itself, uh, in Royal Purple Kush, there has been known to have some, like, uh, purple hues to the bud, sure, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, the Grape Royale, too, kind of reminds me of Pulp Fiction for yeah. some reason, like, uh, you know, the Royale with cheese. Uh. And in Paris, you can buy a beer at McDonald's. And you know what they call a, a quarter pounder with cheese uh, in Paris? They don't call it a quarter pounder with cheese? Oh, man, they got the metric system. They wouldn't quarter And what do they call it? They call it the Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. That's right. What do they call a Big Mac? Big Mac's a Big Mac, but they call it Le Big Mac. Le Big Mac. <laughs> I love when people come up to, to me at the tills and like, hey, can I get a, a four pack of the Grape Royale? This sounds cool. Yeah. What do they call a Whopper? <laughs> I don't know. I've never been to no Burger King. <laughs> oh, that was such a uh, this is such an awesome movie too, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, there's so many great one line. Say what again? They speak English and <laughs> what? Uh, anyway, so yeah, so uh, Grape Royale, a nod to the original name, uh, a little bit of a Pulp Fiction uh, nod that we're giving it as well. Yeah. Um, when we look at the packaging, this is the uh, you know, and I can't wait to to dive into this. If I get it open, because this is a little bit, I have had, uh, you you showed me the correct way. Yeah. It's a square box, so you got to push basically all four sides and lift. It's easy once you get the explanation, but yeah. I've seen people on social media, on YouTube, have used screwdrivers to get these open. Um, you know, when, when people talk about packaging, um, and this isn't excessive, but it's hard to get into. Some yeah. of the patch- packaging has been hard to get into. This is one of them. Yeah, it's it is. Uh, whenever whenever I will will sell them over the till uh, at my store, I will explain to everyone. Make sure, like, have you had this before? If they say yes, Good. you That's know the very deal. Smart. Yeah, but uh, absolutely, I don't want uh, anyone kind of 
dealing with the same issues that I had. But I think like right on it though, there is like a little bit of an image on yeah. like. And now I understand it before yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So you, you're not allowed to open this for a person in your store though. No, correct? not at all. You could just no. show them. You got to push both sides. Push. I'll, yeah. I'll do a kind of fake, yeah. fake it. You know, yeah, uh, you could, could you have a, a used box? Uh, yeah. Like with nothing yeah, in it that yeah. you could do? For sure, yeah, we huh. could. And we do have like uh I'm gonna do it like sample. a YouTube video. Here's how you open these boxes and there'll be like <laughs> a million views because people are trying to get into them. But <laughs> it's you know, it's funny. You know, there there have been complaints about packaging and rightfully so. And they I think they will get it right. And we've seen yeah. a decrease in some of the packaging. Um, this is not excessive though. To get four half yeah. pound joints, it's a good case. And it's a good case. This is you know how I talk about I reuse my stuff and I try all these different things. This is a good one to reuse if you have your own joints at home. Yeah, it is. It is. I think, yeah, you just got to get used to it. That's right. Now it's easy. Yeah. Look, look how easy. Oh, now I can't do it. <laughs> now I can't do it. Oh, there we go. There, there we go. go. Yeah, so, yeah. Got it. Um, okay. So, the, the, the it's a little bit hard to get open. Once you get it open, though, uh, you'll like it. We have the pre-rolls here. Mm -hmm. um, so, first, let's talk about uh, the buds. You know, you've seen these. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, tell me what they look like in... Uh, Pre pre roll form, uh, and, or in flower. Yeah, pre pre roll. Pre pre roll. That's what I missed. <laughs> that. I, pre pre roll. Okay. In pre pre roll. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so the stuff that I saw, uh, we had dense buds, um, kind of a dark green and um, purple hues throughout it. You would expect, uh, right? Yeah, for sure. And then some amber amber pistols. Uh, it looked looked pretty good. It was trimmed trimmed well. So okay. yeah. Uh, the pre-rolls that we have though, yes. uh, worth, worth noting here. We got to talk about this. Uh, a lot of the LPs and the, the machine rolled pre-rolls, they do a twist and home. I do it at home too. I do too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but these ones here, they kind of do like a, a folded end, like they tamp it down. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of dig that. I, I've actually, I've bought a lot of the symbol pre-rolls and they light well, uh, without the twist. They, okay. they light well, uh, kind of, yeah, I don't know. They just, uh. I had good experiences with them, so um, big fan of that. Uh, they also use the rice paper. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's the two types. Uh, yeah. Much, so. Have you used, do you have a lot of experience with the uh, rice paper? Um, I have not. From what I've read, it's it's very thin. Yeah. Um, so it, it burns really nice, but sometimes it can be difficult to roll with. Yeah, because yeah. of the thinness. For sure, for for some some people, yeah, definitely. That's right. Yeah. yeah. If you're a high roller like you, you like that. <laughs> um, you are you can roll anything, right? Yeah, uh, you I'm know, confident. With I can my give rolling. you a piece of bark and you'd roll up uh, a joint. <laughs> um, I saw on uh, social media somebody rolled a joint in hash the other day. Like oh, a wow. giant strip of hash, and they rolled it in. Wow. Well, at least they That's said it was. Level. It was it was crazy. I'll show you uh, after we're done this. But um, the, what what do you like? What's the the nice thing about rice paper um, other than the thinness and it, and it burns really well? Is that yeah. is that the kind I of think the, the, the key? Smooth, smoothness too. Smoothness, Some people prefer right. for, will prefer that. Uh, a Maybe a little bit more bit healthier. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. But, okay. Uh, yeah, for me, I, I just like thin papers. I don't like, you know, a big horse blanket. Right. Uh, I remember one of the first people. Except for when you're smoking blunts. Yeah, see, a blunts, difference. that's a different story. Yeah, for sure it is. Um, but, uh, like, one of the first papers I ever used uh, was, like, export a dark green papers my dad had. Um, <laughs> I remember stealing a couple out of his pack. Uh, so thick. Like, you, you could just, you taste, you know, yeah. you taste paper. Too much yeah it, it's it's always terrible when the stuff you're stealing from somebody else doesn't fit <laughs> my grandma would come to visit and i would go up and steal cigarettes when she would go to bed and go downstairs yeah. and be like 
menthols. Like I'm <laughs> complaining about the stuff I just stole from my grandma yeah. to have uh, cigarettes with. So, uh, okay, so it's nice rice paper. It's not twisted. Mm -hmm. I like how it's tamped down, folded. I might have to actually uh, look into that then after I shake it like a sugar packet and uh, yeah. fold it down or something like that. I'm going to try it out. Yeah. Um, I, I know from doing a little bit of research, I'm going to like the terpene list uh, when it comes <laughs> uh, to Grape Royale. Yeah, for sure. We've got uh, Mercine's the dominant terpene. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the kind of taste of earth. Uh, Karyophyllene, number yeah. two. <laughs> Big cheers. Uh, that's the peppery kind of spicy taste. And mm -hmm. then uh, humulene's also in this one. And that's the one kind of like the hoppy flavor right, to it. Right, right. It also is a, a good appetite uh, suppressant as well. And, uh, you know, I know... Um, Nova cannabis is uh, strictly recreational, uh, but I did a little research on this and I have a, f a friend, a close friend of mine that suffers from migraines uh, and looking up some of the research, I recommended it to them today. I'm like, uh, hey, uh, check out the show uh, that we're doing uh, tomorrow. It's going to tell you all about uh, uh, what this strain is, but it has been known to help out with uh, migraines and, and aches and pains. So, you know, I, I recommended it to them. So, and I know you yeah. guys are not allowed to do that in your store, but um, that's the beauty of this show is educating people. So yeah. the research I do for our segment leads me to help somebody else down the road. So yeah, it's, uh, it's wonderful, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's great. That's yeah. what cannabis should be all that's about. That's right, yeah. Pass it on, pay it yeah. forward kind of thing, right? Yeah. For sure. I, I got to say the one on the Leafly app too, that's that's a wonderful resource right. um, that they have like, you know, kind of a conditions area where you can like go in there and what do I, what, what affects am I after right. or what, yeah, you know, yeah. what am I, do I suffer from anything? Um, they yeah, there kind is of a touched, lot of good information. And I know there's still a lot of like clinical testing being done, sure. but I do appreciate that the resources there and they're, they're giving some options. I'm still not down with the new look of uh, Leafly. I'm still trying to uh -huh. figure it all out. <laughs> you, uh, miss, you miss the three colors. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do. It was so much easier and stuff like that. The whole symbols <laughs> thing now, and speaking yeah. of symbol, um, is a little bit, uh, a little bit different, but this symbol I'm really looking forward to. So, um, I'm going to light this the, uh, uh, the the way uh, my good friend Chris Ionson has uh, taught me by kind of slowly rotating and evenly burning it so it doesn't canoe on me. Uh, tell me what uh, what's the desired effect um, when we're looking at Grape Royale? Yeah, um, it, this is a cool one. I, I like it. It's a nice, well balanced high. Uh, it's kind of energetic and serene. Um, I call it an active indica, uh, so it's not gonna, you know, put you into the couch uh, too too heavy. Um, kind of a nice hazy indica effect, uh, but it's anchored by stimulating and uplifting cerebral head high. So um, definitely not not a big downer, but uh, a lot of body effects to it, uh, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, and and I that's when I read it was talking about. Uh you know, if somebody had aches and pains and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, for our segment, for our specific use, um, you know, a good after-dinner strain um, that's going to relax you, kind of get you on your way to bed, but not totally zonk you out at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's, that's perfect. That's, yeah, yeah, that's nighttime, good. But it's a nighttime use strain. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do this if you have a busy day or you want to get a lot done around your house, or would you? I, no, you're, you're okay. right in saying that. Um you know what though? Everyone, everyone's different too. That's sure. we gotta express that uh, because, like, I've got, I've got friends that they smoke, you know, indicas to clean the house and yeah. be active okay. too. So, uh, the generalization, you know, you, yeah. you might not want to, but if you're, you know, one of those indica lovers that just indicas kind of work, you know, they get your really groove. Well. Yeah, yeah, they get your groove on. Um, 
yeah, it, it could be for you. So I think, yeah, that's a generalization for sure. All right. So this, when I just uh, pulled it out of the package, uh, you, you, and, and you would expect with the, the purple and it's like a bit of a grapey, fruity, definitely, uh, right? I, you know, fruit, grape. That's what I went to. Maybe because of the purple. I don't know the way the mind works or yeah. whatever, but there is definitely a fruity smell to it when you when you grab it out of the package, isn't there? Yeah, there is for sure. Um, it's kind of like the fruity for sure. It's sweet and there's like a light pungency. So like a little bit of little skunk, skunk yeah. little skunk to it uh, and hints of citrus too, kind of to round it out. Yeah, it's uh, it uh, tastes like it smells a little bit, like the sweetness of the taste. Um at least I'm thinking, and obviously there, there's that spicy karyophylline. Yeah. Uh, what else am I getting out of this? What am I? There's got there's there's something else. Uh, I think earthy. You should notice some kind of like yeah. that dirt kind of yeah. earthy. Uh, like walking is... in a giant redwood forest yeah. uh, with like the mounds around. Yeah, yeah. I, I dig that. I'm yeah. into that. Yeah, I can get that. Yeah, definitely. And a little piney. You get a little piney. Yeah, um, crisp pine kind of flavors on the exhale too. That's uh, that's the one that I that I noticed. Yeah, yeah, but definitely a, a real tasty strain. Yeah, really, I, I'm, and I'm a big fan of it. You know, especially you know, and you bite into a watermelon or or a grape or you, that fruit. This like kind of sensation hits you right away. You get that out of this on the. I did anyway, right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've I've bought in. Uh, three or four of these pre-roll packs since they've been out. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of them. They they work really well for for what I like in an indica. Yeah, uh, working uh, working well, especially uh, uh, the taste. Um, so okay, that's a a nice look. Again, the uh, the terpenes in this one: myrcene, caryophyllene, uh, humulene. Um, if you are looking for some sort of appetite uh, suppressant, um, you know, if you, a person that gets the munchies a little bit too much when you have your cannabis, this is a good one because it does suppress that a little bit. Um, and you could find more uh, online about that. So Grape Royale from Symbol, S-Y-M-B-L, uh, an indica dominant hybrid. Very tasty. Looking forward to uh, enjoying that for the uh, next couple of days. The four pack uh, half grammars are great. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, I, I used to think that, uh, um, oh, I, I, I need a full gram in my joint. Like I kind yeah. of, you know, before I really learned about cannabis, I had all these misconceptions. Uh, it's like I said before, you wouldn't go and buy wine by the alcohol percentage. And I would always think about THC percentage. And we've talked instead about the entourage effect. Uh -huh. And, um, I used to think full grams, but a half gram joint. Oh yeah. It's like, there's times where it's absolutely perfect. Yeah. It's just the right amount. You, I mean, you know, there's maybe, you maybe a you and a more. buddy, there's yeah. only two of you, right? If, yeah. if you're in a, you're going to have a party or something like that, you might want to use full gram joints, uh, you know, have an option or whatever, if you can have a lot of people, but just a small group of people, these half grammars are perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. The, the one gram joints that I like, I, 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 I was, was, was just like you too. And I yeah. kind of just realized too recently that the, the half gram joints work just fine. I mean, I've passed them around with four people even, and everyone still, that's right. Uh, enjoys the session, feels great. And that was a half gram joint. We, you know, you don't need to go to a full bat. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's, well I like it. Yeah. It, 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 it's perfect at times. Um, the older we get, the wiser we get. I think that's, <laughs> uh, how it's supposed to go. Okay. So season two, we are all eagerly awaiting, uh, you, Ooh, know, yeah. you guys know more than anybody or more than anybody because uh, 
you know, you've been able to see some of the things. Uh, let's, um, we've talked a lot about vaping in the, in the last little while. So let's stay away from what's going to be available season two vaping. Let's specifically look at edibles and drinks on the edible side. What can people expect when they come into Nova cannabis or any other cannabis store to buy an edible? Yeah, so the edibles. I mean, we're going to have uh, chocolates. Uh, we're going to have mints. Um, we're going to have chewables. So uh, the term gummy, I think, is going to be kind of taken off right. off the roster. I think maybe uh, appealing to children a bit. Call it a chewable. It's a little bit more Yeah, instead of adult. a gummy that they want to eat, they hear chewable, they think of vitamin or something. <laughs> I don't want to have that or whatever. But in all seriousness, yeah, chewable. Yeah. I'm not going to die on that hill. I can uh, yeah. I can live with that. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, sublingual strips will be coming too. Right. Those um, are, if people don't know what those are, sometimes you get those Listerine strips that yeah. you can put on for your breath. They dissolve or on your tongue. They dissolve on your tongue. And this is for uh, going to really help people that have trouble swallowing and, and different things like that yeah. or have trouble. Th- so this is going to be dissolved right on them. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, uh, my mom, when she was, you know, unfortunately late in her life with cancer, couldn't couldn't do that. So this would have been something to ease the pain in, in when her cancer suffering and, you know, mm-hmm. not, not to get on a big medical tangent, but this is going to be a really good thing for some people that have some medical conditions. Yeah. The it's sublingual a, strips. It's a tremendous innovation. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, good, good on them for yeah. coming up with that. So when you talk about chocolate bars, yeah, um, is this, uh, from what I've heard, you're not going to be able to go in and buy one big brick of chocolate like you would be able to do for a crunchy bar or something like that. Explain how it's going to work with chocolates and chewables and things like that as far as, you know, what you can buy, how big it is, things like that. Yeah, so kind of what we've been communicated uh, so far is uh, we're looking at a 10 milligrams of THC uh, max per package. Um, So with that, you'll get, you know, either, you know, one chocolate bar that'll be, you know, Mm -hmm. 10 milligrams of THC. Like a little square, basically. square, yeah. Um, or you'll see, you know, five little chocolate bonbons and each of them will be two milligrams. So the full package will come with five chocolates, but it should be a 10 milligram pack. So each one, uh, two milligrams, five of them to make up a 10 milligram. And uh, instead of buying one big chunk that has 10 milligrams in it, is that maybe easier for people to dose? Yeah, it is. It is. It's uh, for microdosing. I think too, uh, uh, with Health Canada, they're super concerned about uh, children and cannabis too, right? So, um, you know, let's say we had, uh, you know, a a candy uh, or a chocolate bar that was 10 milligrams and a kid, you know, rips open the package Mm -hmm. when mom and dad are, you know, tied up and uh, it it got missed. Uh, Kid's going to ingest the whole thing. Whereas like if it's a smaller microdose, maybe it's a better option like that. Yeah. I think too, that's also why like there's been a, a limit put on, you know, the packaging. Like I, I've got a high THC tolerance. I, I need quite a bit. So like, uh, you know, for me, it's I, at least a hundred milligrams to kind of like, that's right. So I don't, I don't want to eat 10 chocolate bars to get where I want to be. So here, uh, here's how I equate it. Um, you know, when you go on an airplane and you buy like a rum and Coke, you get it in a little bottle or in a hotel room, the yeah. little one ounce bottles or whatever. Yeah. It'd be the equivalent of making somebody go and buy 26 of those if they wanted to get a 2.6, which obviously you're not going to do. Um, so it's different. Uh, it's yeah. there. It's going to be odd. Uh, I, like you, have a, a fairly high THC um, um, potency level. Um, I, 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 like you, do not want to eat that much chocolate. So yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, and we talked about the chewables mints as well, strips, and drinks. Um, what are we expecting with with drinks? 
Yeah, uh, I'm pretty pumped about some of the drinks. Um, I mean, there's uh, some pretty interesting companies. We've talked about Trust Beverages. Right. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, a partnership with Coors and Molson mm-hmm. uh, and, and Hexo. So We should point out there's not going to be alcohol in these drinks. Absolutely. Which is really good to see. I do not think alcohol and cannabis, you should be mixing them uh, like that. No, no, I agree with that. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's going to be a hard line there. So you won't see any cannabis infused beer or whiskey good. and and that's that's might a good taste thing. like beer but there's not gonna be any alcohol in it yeah right so yeah. let we can say that yeah, yeah. uh but we're gonna be uh, we're gonna see a lot of sports recovery drinks yeah uh, a lot of cbd options um and maybe even some like uh microdose of thc with the more cbd heavy kind of a thing okay uh, i feel like the ratios we're gonna mess around with uh you know a five to one cbd to thc ratio or uh uh, five to two, you know, right. and, and things will fluctuate uh, and people kind of fine tune their, their beverages too. Uh, that'll be pretty cool. Like bio steel. Well, uh, what I was just going to say is, uh, you know, th- there's uh, I think it's a canopy growth and UFC, uh, uh, Aurora, and, Aurora UFC. and UFC partnered up to see about athlete recovery. Yeah. And y- you're right. Uh, canopy growth just bought bio steel, yeah. which is, you know, a better version of Gatorade. It's yeah. a cleaner version. There's not as much sugar. Um, you know, the face of the company is only Connor McDavid in Canada and, uh, Who's that? Ezekiel Elliott, uh, in, uh, in the U S it's interesting. And we've probably talked about this before, but, uh, once NFL players are able to endorse CBD drinks, it's in Ezekiel's LA's contract with the Cowboys that he will be the face of, or with BioSteel, that he'll be the face of uh, BioSteel, their their main promoter, and, and all the other. You know, Brooke Henderson, great Canadian golfer, uh, Tyler Seg, and uh, the list goes on. Yeah, Everybody is on the BioSteel train, and um, now you're adding CBD on it. You know, and, and listen, Connor McDavid last year when legalization happened was asked about it. He said, We'd be stupid not to look into this as a possibility. Yeah. Uh, for, for athlete recovery. And I'm, I'm just paraphrasing what he said, but he was, you know, he didn't say I smoke 10 joints a day, or he didn't say I hate cannabis. He said, we got to research this more because there's a guy who realizes that there's something more out there than the opiate train. Right. Yeah. So for, for athletes, uh, in general, uh, to have by for cannabis, rather to have the bio steel name involved now, mm-hmm. that's instant, instant, uh, credibility. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think too with the, the UFC too getting involved yes. too, uh, and with the Aurora, they're partnering up to like test so uh, smart delivery methods and test you know the different ratios too mm-hmm. and and strengths and stuff. So uh, yeah, we're in for kind of a a really wild world of cannabis here in the next little bit. Yeah, and hopefully it arrives in your stores soon. Um, <laughs> edibles, drinks. Um, I'm looking forward to the drink option. Uh, you know that's. That's something that, um, you know, if you are going to a friend's house and they don't want to have you use cannabis in their house because maybe they have kids and it's minus 30 out and you really don't want to go outside to smoke a joint, yeah, you grab some drinks and you don't have to leave. Yeah. So it's really going to be a, a convenience factor for a lot of people as well. Yeah, it is. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So looking forward to that. Uh, edibles, drinks, and uh, we had a tasty Grape Royale, which is... Not an edible, but it sounds like it is. Uh, it's really delicious and an indica dominant hybrid from Symbol, S Y M B L. Chris, thanks very much as always. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dean. All right. If you want to get on the action with Chris and I in What's That Strain, uh, you can. In What's Your Strain, it's simple. All you have to do is email me, cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. 
cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Just tell us what strain you want us to do. And if you're chosen, you will not only get to sit in on the segment, if you wish, with us, but you will get a shopping spree courtesy of me. And I'm hiring Chris Ionson as your personal shopper. So I'm going to give you a $100 shopping spree, and I'm going to hire Chris. I'm going to say, Chris, take care of our good listener here and get them what they can with this $100. So you'll get to participate in the podcast. You get a shopping spree. Uh, you get to hang out and uh, and pick the brain of our educator, Chris Ionson. So all you have to do is email us with what strain you would like us to do. What's your strain? Cannabis 101 podcast at gmail.com. It's that simple. You're in the mix and you could be a part of the show. Bud, dope, flower, ganja, Mary Jane. We all have our own language when it comes to cannabis. Herb, John Lennon, plant, tie stick, salad. So let's explore another weed word of the day. Samuel L. Jackson, the Hobbit's Leaf, Lady Gaga, 420. All right, we're uh, wrapping things up with weed word of the day. Uh, today's uh, topic is uh, for those who consume, for those who use cannabis. I I don't mind a cannabis consumer. Maybe you want to be called a stoner. Maybe you want to be called a cannabis sewer. Uh, anyway, that was our uh, cannabis question is what do you like to be called when it comes to cannabis? And these are some, obviously stoner is uh, one of the bigger ones, pothead is another bigger one but then there's the term chiba monkey i guess you just uh, uh go crazy uh, for marijuana i don't know stone man stone woman and jointleman i like jointleman a very sophisticated um pothead stoner cannabis sewer cannabis consumer whatever but uh, just a few weed words of the day uh, for those who do enjoy the herb that's going to wrap things up for us on this episode. Uh, big thanks to Brad Ward for having me out to his meet and green event on Monday. It was a free movie, a screening of a nightmare on Elm street. Hopefully there are more events to come from meet and green. Uh, we also spoke with Keegan and Joseph Glenn who were in attendance at, uh, that event. Chris Ionson, of course, coming out with us, uh, coming out to, to studio and uh, bringing with him the knowledge uh, when it comes to strains. We did Grape Royale from Symbol this week and David Wiley from This Week in Cannabis News uh, from OkanaganZ.com slash OZ in This Week in Cannabis News. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Uh, and just one more little giveaway for you now. If you want to win the Grav Beaker Bong, and we've saved this for the end. For those of you that stay to the end, you will be rewarded. I have a free Grav Beaker Bong available to you. All you have to do is hit me up on social media, send me a DM on either Twitter, Instagram, or a direct message on uh, to our uh, Facebook page. Tell me what was in my groove this week. What did I smoke? What strain did I go with at the start of this podcast? Get a hold of me on social media in my DMs and let me know what strain I was getting my groove on with 
at the start of this program. That's going to wrap things up for me today. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Cannabis 101 podcast, episode 22. And remember, it's not just about getting high. It's about getting healthy. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond.